What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And may the fourth be with you all. We are here with episode 99, where we're here with our guest, Quentin, from the greatest show on dirt. But before we get to him, our special guest, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. Liz, it's May 4th by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Happy Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day. You're wearing a Star Wars short shirt. I am. It's a race shirt. It is. We looked forever for a race shirt, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a pajama shirt, <laughs> but I don't care. Exactly. Who cares? But yes, it's Star Wars Day. Uh, what am I going to be doing? I will be at, uh, I'll I'll be be, at work. I'll be at work, pretty much. And then we're going to come home and we're going to edit the video that's going to come out this coming Saturday. Yeah. If you don't know, uh, it's going to be about our skateboarding games going to be coming back. And we're very proud of this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so glad that we've made these videos, these video essays, blue screen, yeah. high production videos. We're glad we're making them once a month instead of, yeah. you know, every two weeks. It, it definitely gives us more time. Yeah. Like to ourselves. But yeah. Also gives us more time to invest in it like usually we'd be like all right we're spending too long on this we'll have to scrap it and do something else yeah whereas now we can spend an extra 10 15 minutes trying to get an effect or something down yeah or like a stock photo or find the perfect picture or something like that yeah so we're we're really glad that we're doing it but it's coming out this saturday coming out uh may 9th may 9th uh so look forward to that we're really excited about that uh if you're new here by the way if you're new here to the podcast and you're watching us oh i want to just skip forward guess what it's the american dream we have timestamps. uh we have timestamps for you whether you're listening on audio or on youtube definitely uh check out on in the description or in the pinned comment on the youtube channel uh definitely uh, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Uh, definitely hit those timestamps. <laughs> if you want to just fast forward, go to a certain section, you're free to do so. It's the American podcast here. Uh, but yeah, definitely check out those timestamps. But uh, yeah, I, you know, nothing more to say. Yeah. If you if you want more intro talks, definitely check out our other other podcast called What's the Biz mm-hmm. with Adam and Liz. Uh, there's also a link in the description down below. Uh, for what's the biz? It's just an anything and everything kind of podcast. If you're more interested in that yeah. kind of show, definitely go for that. But we're here to talk about films. We're here to talk about video games. We're here to talk with a baseball podcast host. So let's it's a variety uh, show this week. It is. It really <laughs> is. Uh, but before we go into our first segment, let's talk about our social media pages. Uh, we have a Twitter account. That's right, everybody. We're on Twitter. At Gaming Groceries. Uh, you can follow us there and you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us there individually, but you can also follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can see some behind the scenes photos, some questions I'll ask you, and, you know, all that good jazz and whatnot. It's a good little party over at uh, the Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook as well, search for Games and Groceries. And with all of these, and the email, contact at gamesandgroceries.com or gamesandgroceries at gmail.com. Uh, this is a great way for our 100-episode special where you ask us anything. That's right, everybody. Episode 100, which comes out next Monday, will be an Ask Us Anything. So mm-hmm. definitely send in any and all questions that you have for us. Could be weird. Could be video game related. Whatever. Ask us anything. You can send us to uh, to our Twitter, Instagram, email. 
Facebook, I guess. Uh, but yeah, ask us anything there. Uh, check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to the uh, all of the podcasts from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. And I would say some articles that I've written, but guess what? Special announcement time. Special announcement. We brought on a writer. Hooray. <laughs> uh, he is working for free. Hooray. Because <laughs> we're not being paid He's for this working podcast. for... Um for, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh, oh, uh, and, mm, pu- pu- not publicity, but um, he's working for exposure. Exposure, that's exposure. what I was looking for. He's uh, working for exposure. It's our good friend Mike. Uh, I'm not going to say his last name because I didn't get permission that's just up to yet. Him. That's up to him. But uh, Mike's a good friend of ours. He is a writer. It's what he majored in college. And he also wants to become a video game writer. So yeah. I just said, hey, uh, I want more articles written on the podcast you or the website uh you want to become a video game writer why don't you use that as your personal portfolio yeah and you know drive in some seo traffic to the website and you know it's beneficial for both of us so we're gonna have more articles coming soon i told him take your time you know it's not gonna be a regular basis but take your time on it you know really love what you write and And he's not working right now because he is laid off because of the virus yeah so he's got plenty of time but yeah, look out for those. Check out the website, gamesgrosses.com. And finally, finally, we're going to get the show started. But definitely subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscription and that notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as our you know Saturday videos every month. And if you haven't yet, definitely check out Podchaser. Leave us a review on Podchaser. It's a link down below uh, for the podcast. And uh, with all that said and done, let's just go into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, not in theaters, just yet. And we like to recommend it or don't recommend it. We're going to be doing a lot of Netflix films because it just seems like Netflix is really pushing out a lot of movies every single week. Well, I think it's because they were dying for a while and they're like, we need to get our stuff together. There's a lot of exclusive Netflix films. Uh, it, It seems like every week there's uh three coming out but we are reviewing a new netflix movie mm-hmm. called the half of it yeah uh it is uh written and directed by oh no i forgot her name i should i was about to write it down my notes but i feel like it was anna or hannah yeah mm, I'm, I'm bad at this anyways uh but the last movie that she directed i have to look it up but uh, while you give your 2004 yeah it was back in 2004 yeah. That was the last movie she directed, and now she's coming back with a 2020 film with the half of it. So while I look up the director's name, uh, Liz, opening thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's very just like, here's what's happening. Yeah. And that's it. Like, there's no... Alice Wu. There you go. It's Alice Wu. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's very like, here's what's going on. Like, there's no like big, intense like anxiety. Like, what's going to happen? It's like... Yeah. This is life. Yeah. That's it. And and I really like that because I've we watch so many movies mm-hmm. that they're so predictable, but I didn't find this movie predictable. Right. Like it was just like I and I didn't say like, oh, now this is going to happen. Now this is going to ha-, like it was just like, oh, this is what's happening. Like I didn't even find myself trying to guess like I of course I try and guess what's you know, oh, going to yeah. happen. But it wasn't Straight in a up. predictable sense. It's like, all right. And now this is going to happen. It didn't you follow know? the same romantic beats. Yes, and it, it wasn't its... even, and in the beginning they say, like, this is not a romance movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not what this story is about. 
Yeah. And that's my first note here is that this is a different take on the whole mm-hmm. hopelessly in love high school kind of music. Yeah. It's because it's a musical. It's not, <laughs> it's not a musical. High school musical. It's, um, musical. it's because the high school musical was on the radio. That was no, super that weird. Was, we got out of work yesterday and we're I, in it together. Anyways. That is so not the. the I'm trying the not notes. to get copyright striked. It's not the notes. It was, we're <clears> all <throat> in this together from high school musical was on the radio. I'm like, what in the world? Anyways. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) This is a different dynamic in that kind of like hopelessly in love in high school kind of drama. Uh, It it follows different beats in the way of uh, storytelling. What's up? What are you doing? I just feel like I can't hear myself. Well, okay. Let me turn up your volume. But (laughs) how about that? That's better. There you go. Um, But yeah, so it it kind of follows the same beats there. And it goes into the, 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 the depravity of popularity. Right. Yeah. Where it's just like saying, like, just because you're popular in high school doesn't mean you're necessarily happy. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of a different take on that. Yeah. And I think it was a much more mellow take on that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? No, it definitely didn't be like, oh, <clears throat> pity the popular girl, her life. No, it was just like she was like, I don't even know how I became popular. She's like, it people, just ju- people just think I'm pretty. So here I am. Like, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, pity me. It was like, this, I, I didn't ask for it. Yeah, it was. She's m- not trying to be popular. She's not a mean girl. Yeah, it wasn't a pity party. It was just like sharing her take on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, your dial too. I know. Yeah. I turned it down. Okay. Oh, uh, but that's the thing. Uh, I like that different take on it. Yeah. Now, my second note is by the second act, I wasn't sure where this was going. And it wasn't bad. It was just that. Uh, there was no real character development yeah. and there was no real conflict. But the funny thing is that that, that bothered you, but I didn't care. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother me in the way of like, there's some movies where yeah. I'm just like, I don't but know you where were, you're going. Yeah, but you're just like, there's nothing happening. Yeah, like, there's, You were mentioning and I was like, I didn't notice. I didn't care. Yeah. Because I'm trying to follow the same story yeah. beats. I'm trying to read into it. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, I can't really enjoy films anymore. <laughs> like, so but sad. It is what it is. But that's the thing. Is that by the second act, you're just like, there's no real character development. And there's there's an intervention scene between uh, Ellie. Ellie? Ellie. Yes. Not just Elle. It's Ellie uh, and her teacher that lasts like 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's just and like. You didn't even realize it was an intervention. <clears throat> you're like, wait, why is the teacher mad? Yeah, no, you asked that. And I was what like, did I oh, mean, like, yeah, as an audience, like, I was like, wait, why is the teacher mad? Like, and what? I, and I saw it like that's an intervention scene, but then it lasts thirty seconds, and then the scene's over, and then there's and another it's never intervention again. Yeah, and then there's another intervention, and it lasts thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't so bad in that kind of way, but it definitely follows its own beats. I I kept saying in the second act, like. The movie is just kind of happening. Events yeah. are just happening, but I've seen worse. Uh, I, I've seen a lot worse Worst interpretations of that type yeah. of storytelling. Where it's just like things like, are just happening. I feel like this type, like this movie, does it right. This movie is very authentic in the way events so, like start to happen in high school. Like it's a yeah, it's a very natural. It story. is. It's a very natural story. It's, it's not like overhyped, like <clears throat> this is high school. Like, no, that's not high school. Yeah. But like this is more authentic in what life is. So it definitely is a good take on that. Mm-hmm. Um my last note is that uh by the end, nothing really went wrong in the execution. No. 
but nothing really spectacular happened. Nothing mm-hmm. really stood out. It was coherent and it was charming. It was. It was a very charming movie. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like by the end, I knew exactly what happened. Yeah. It's coherent. Yeah. Like, you know what happened. You know everything that just went down. Uh, but it just followed its own beat. And I was just kind of conflicted with that. Just mm-hmm. kind of like, there is conflict. I shouldn't say yeah, there isn't. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, what's happening? Yeah. But that's just, that's just my own take. Uh, which brings us to our final ratings of this. Uh, out of 10, or out of 10 pineapples, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, out of 10 pineapples, what do you give this? I gave it a 9. You gave it 9 pineapples. Yeah. Why is that? Because um, I really liked it. I liked that the uh, idea of just it just happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch myself getting bored because it wasn't like a crazy long movie. Yeah. It was the right length of time. It kept it interesting without being overhyped. There wasn't there wasn't anything that I was too confused about. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it and I would watch it again. Yeah. It was a very nice movie, calm movie to watch. It was good. I liked it. I gave it okay, originally I gave it six pineapples. Yeah. I'll bump it up to seven because sleeping on it, I'm giving it seven pineapples. I'm not gonna give it a nine. Seven pineapples for your boy. But the reason why I gave it a seven is a it's a decent, coherent movie. You mm-hmm. know exactly what's happening. And by the end, by the reason why I gave it a six originally is that it's not below average. It's not even an average film. It's yeah. it's just above average. It's a good film. Yeah. But I'll give it a seven because you know where the direction is heading. It's yeah. not predictable. But at the same time, you know where she's trying to direct this kind of storyline. Yeah. But because things are just happening, that that that's yeah. what bothered me the most. Yeah, I like that. I know, yeah. But that's the thing. It's like that's, that's why we have difference. Yeah, that's yeah. why we have two different takes. Yeah. If you like her types of movies, like the way she describes movies, you're gonna enjoy it. If you more my sense, where you're more analytical yeah. of movies, it's still enjoyable. Yeah. I'm not gonna give it a four. But I'm definitely not raising my stakes here. Yeah. So, again, this is called The Half of It. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's directed by Alice Wu, whose last movie was in 2004. So, great comeback by her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I it's on Netflix. Check it out. The Half of It. But uh, moving on to our next segment. <laughs> okay, let me give that a better one. But that was Movie Minutes, everybody. The half of it on Netflix. So let's move on to our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Here we are, everybody. The top three gaming news. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's talk with, uh, the number three gaming news. This actually came out one week from today, uh, one week ago, came out Monday or Tuesday. I think it came out Monday, but 2K games announced, uh, past weeks, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, 2K had already announced that 2K21, WWE, I should say, WWE 2K21, uh, was canceled or delayed. I think they said delayed officially. They said, we're going to push it back to fiscal year 2021. Uh, which is in March, you know, but that's the thing. Uh, it was delayed. Everybody was just like, fine, because it was just a buggy mm-hmm. mess. But this past week, 2K had released a uh, launch trailer 
or not a launch trailer, but like an announcement trailer. Mm-hmm. There you go, Adam. Good job. An announcement trailer for a game called WWE, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And the very first opening scene is The Rock throwing John Cena in a crocodile mouth. So it is not a wrestling simulation at all. Uh, it's kind of kooky in that way. Yeah. Uh, let me read this one quote from the article. All articles are linked down below in the description if you want to read them for yourself. Uh, but this is a quote from 2K saying, We are applying what we've learned to the next WWE 2K simulation with a renewed focus on quality and fun. They're learning on the battlegrounds. Uh, as a part of that commitment, we are extended. Yeah, here we are. We are extending the production timeline and will not be releasing WWE 2K simulation in fiscal year 2021. So what they're saying is that they're using this game, Battlegrounds, as a way to kind of learn and fix their 2K21, the simulation wrestling game. And this kind of reminds me of NBA Playgrounds in a way of the same animations and ridiculousness. It's mm-hmm. more of an arcade style. Yeah. And I think that's what people want. Yeah. They want more arcadey kind of sports games. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on this? It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't really play those games that much. So I haven't played a wrestling game in uh, years. I don't think I've ever played a wrestling game. I've only ever played a boxing game and it was ready to rumble on the N64. Jeez. Uh, but no, this is pretty cool, cool news is that yeah. 2K is putting all their chips in this Battlegrounds. Uh, they're focusing on this. Mm-hmm. They're saying, like, listen, we need to put a refocus on our simulation. It's not working. Uh, the 2K, the WWE 2K games were just buggy messes. Mm-hmm. Nobody enjoyed them. It was poor, uh, poor press releases, poor audience uh, reception. And so they scrapped it. You know, they delayed it and they focused on this more fun style. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it reminds me a lot of NBA playgrounds. Yeah. So they kind of took from that. Um, but yeah, I you know, good job 2K. That's all I really need to say. Good <laughs> job 2K. Um, anything else? Nope. Cool, because we're going into our number two gaming news. I'm so hyped for this. Ah, because I'm a huge, huge Assassin's Creed fan. Oh it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably my favorite franchise of all time. Uh, fight me on Twitter at Ace the Grocer. Assassin's Creed is my favorite franchise. I will fight you over there. Anyways, uh, but uh, meet me on the battlegrounds. Oh, but uh, the next Assassin's Creed game will be called Valhalla and is directed by Origins director uh, Ash- Ashraf Ishmael. I keep mm. calling him Ash, but it's Ashraf Ishmael. And it's going to be, um, he's just a creative director. Not yeah. just, not just the creative. He's creative director, and the narrative director is Darby Nate McDevitt. Hooray! Or Mc, uh, I said his name wrong. McDevitt. McDevitt. Did I say his name right? It's early. What, We're, let me see it. <clears throat> McDevitt. McDevitt. Anyways. Yeah, it's McDevitt. Yeah, again. Um, <laughs> yeah, we usually record these late at night. Now it's kind of early in the morning. So uh, go us. Woohoo! Anyways, but. Darby's coming back. And Darby was the uh, narrative writer for Black Flag, for Revelations, for Embers. Uh, so he he gets Assassin's Creed. And so what's special about this, in my opinion... Okay, I'm getting too hyped about this. Maybe I should explain what Valhalla is. I'm getting super hyped about this because more details keep coming out about Valhalla. Uh, but Valhalla is a Viking setting, Assassin's Creed 
that's uh, same director as Origins, and that's something really special. Now, we got this announcement through a really long boss logic stream of him in Photoshop and just um, yeah. making the, the 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 scenery for it for six hours. But by hour three, we're just like, yeah, it's Vikings. By hour two, we're just like, it's Vikings. And it's like, I wonder okay. what would happen if I tried to download it and then put it in Premiere and then try and speed it up so we can watch it. My goodness. Um, no, it's it's really it was really cool looking, but it was a six hour stream. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't want to watch it for six hours. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really special to watch. But anyway, so we got the announcement and then we got a cinematic trailer of the game. I was a little taken back because I shared a lot of people's views in the way of that it didn't really focus on how is this an Assassin's Creed game? It looks more like a Viking game. Yeah. But that's exactly what we said for Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And and look who's directing it. It was a narrative director behind Black Flag. It was the creative mm -hmm. director behind Black Flag. And they're coming in together. And the more interviews come out about Assassin's Creed Valhalla... I'm super hyped about you guys, this. You guys need to understand that Adam loves... I mean, we both yeah. love Vikings. Yeah. Like, we we like knowing about the Viking culture. We want our kids to have Viking middle names. Mm -hmm. um, we love Vikings. And Adam loves them even more than I do. So when this came out, we were both excited, but he was like having Vikings a heart attack. Vikings and my favorite franchise put together. Yes. So Adam is in just Adam is in Valhalla right now. I am. I am in Valhalla. <laughs> if you don't know, Valhalla was <coughs> Viking heaven. Yeah. So there. Yeah. But this is really special because. Um, okay. 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 I need to collect myself here. <laughs> collect Adam. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get to our number one gaming news soon. This is Adam's number one gaming. It news. is my number one gaming news. Um, but anyways, um, so okay, collect, collect. Anyways, deep breath. What's really amazing, oh, though, geez. is that, okay, if you liked Odyssey better than Origins, one thing, you're wrong. The other oh, thing, no. moving on, you're wrong. But the other part is that there is also going to be male and female protagonist in Valhalla, and it's not going to be like, oh, Cassandra was the canon version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and um, Alexios was just another character. In this, Darby actually wrote out that... Uh, both male and female protagonists are both canon, and he can't wait. He cannot wait for you to play it, right? And find out how both male and female are canon in this story. I'm so hyped because I shield maiden. Well, like that's this thing. It's just like it's so cool that you have the option. It's yeah, not, it's not like you know Cassandra was canon. You have to play as Cassandra. This yeah. is ultimately the most option of choice between male and female protagonists it doesn't matter just like mass effect was handled with commander shepherd mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you choose because they're both canon yeah i love it anyways so let me end this <laughs> let me Do you end want me to read this um Okay, so it's pronounced Eivor. Eivor. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the <coughs> article says, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was, will star Eivor, a Viking raider and clan leader. Players can choose to play as a female or male Eivor and will be able to customize her or him with a mm -hmm. selection of hair, tattoos, clothing, war paint, and gear. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Ubisoft says. 
Assassin's Creed's traditional open-world action-adventure gameplay will return, and Valhalla will be, will build on that foundation with raids, settlement building, and expansion, and political influence <sighs> mechanics. This is so exciting! I, that got me really hyped. I so I we didn't tell anyone. I just started playing the first Assassin's you Creed. Did so, and it's driving Adam crazy because I get lost. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm very excited because I've always wanted to play Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. but I've never had the time to like really put into it. Um, but I, but especially with this, I want, I, I need to play all of them and I have a lot to catch up on. No, it's so cool. <laughs> I cannot wait for this game to come out. Uh, the more they, the more information they drop, the more I'm just like, this is my game. This is going to be my dream game. If you were to ask me, Adam, what's your perfect game? This. I really hope this game isn't like a glitchy, horrible mess. Like that's the thing. Like, I, I really hope they they put out a complete game and don't pull one of those stunts of putting out a half finished game. I trust Ash. I trust Darby. Mm-hmm. I loved Black Flag. I loved Origins. I love Vikings. I'm sorry. This is going to be my game of ever. This is going to be my the favorite game, of, game ever. Of, <laughs> of ever. This is going to top out Skyrim for me. Well, I'm saying it right now on the podcast um, because like there's just so much stuff here and the hidden blade being on the top uh, because uh, they also say that like, why is he wearing it on the top instead of the bottom? It's because Eivor gets the hidden blade and he's just like, what? This is such a really cool weapon. Why would I hide it from my enemies? I yeah. want them to see it. I'm like, oh, he wants them to see it when he comes in for a punch. It's so good. Anyways, okay, Adam, stop it. We have it. to move on to the number one gaming news. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm sorry. It's going to be a, a Valhalla po- podcast from now on. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Okay. Whew. Anyways, number one gaming news. Number one gaming news. And this is actually important for the gaming industry. It is. It's very important. That's yeah. why it's number one um, ahead of Valhalla. But <laughs> with E3 closed down, E3 shut down, we need something to kind of like give a platform yeah. For game announcements, trailers, demos, yeah, filling in that void. Well, Jeff Keeley with partner I am Eight Bits. What's up? I was just looking for the dog. Okay, uh, with I am Eight Bits are now creating what's called Summer Game Fest, and it's really cool because it's running from May to August. Mm-hmm. And let me just read this quote right here. It's so awesome. Um, Jeff Keighley of Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards fame. I, I love how it's just like Jeff Keighley of Jeff Keighley. Um, you know, most famous for being Jeff Keighley. <laughs> uh, has unveiled the Summer Game Fest, a four-month-long all-digital consumer celebration of video games featuring breaking news, in-game events, and free playable content from the likes of CD Projekt Red, Sony, Microsoft, Riot Games, Digital Extremes, and Valve. Well, This is awesome. This is really good. This is good for the gaming industry, honestly. It is. It's, it's really cool. The other people that are involved at present are 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, EA, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, uh, Enix, Enix, whatever, uh, Private Division, Riot Games, Steam, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers are going to show off their Superman game uh, or other Batman game or probably their Harry Potter game. But this is really awesome because, one, I love how I Am 8-Bit is involved and they just left E3. Mm -hmm. We reported on that when I Am 8-Bit said, like, listen, not really our thing. Jeff Keighley dropped out of E3 saying, like, yeah, 
I don't really like the direction it's going. And guess what both Jeff Keighley and I Am 8-Bit did? They came together and they designed a four-month-long event. That's awesome. It is. And he says that it's not one singular event. It's just going to be throughout the summer. You're going to see... It's giving places... It's giving the developers and everything a platform. Yeah. Uh, it's it's super cool. I love it. Um, but yeah, Jeff Keighley really wants the greater good for the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And I love how this is an all-digital event. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows where the game industry is going. He knows where consumers are going. He knows that events like E3 are kind of dying out and it needs to reimagine itself. And in terms of consumers, not business deals, but for consumers, it needs to re- reinvent the wheel, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jeff Keighley is doing. It's crazy. But um, what other thoughts do you have? Um. No, I think it's a great idea because we were even saying that E3 is getting a little tired. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not working and everyone is dropping out even before the whole virus thing. Um, so I'm excited to see how it is and how he does it, like how he makes it exciting for four months. Yeah. Because it's a cool idea, but how are you going to keep it interesting and exciting and keep people coming back to look for four months? Yeah. So... I think, and more information because it's four months instead of a week. I think Jeff Keighley can definitely pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of faith in Jeff Keighley. I have a lot of faith in I Am 8-Bit. They, they do good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited for this summer. Like It's it's going to be a silver lining in this whole coronavirus like, yeah. kind of outbreak where people are just kind of searching for something good in their lives. Yeah. And Jeff Keighley is providing a four-month-long event yeah. all throughout the summer. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good for our podcast with top three gaming news because uh, we will not run out of news. <laughs> we will not be running out of news for the next four months. So great. Awesome. But yeah. uh, hopefully there will be a lot more Valhalla news by then. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for for both Valhalla and um, for this uh, summer game fest. I'm, I'm really yeah. excited for it. And it's going to have free playable content. Yeah. It's going to be demos and all that like for you to download and play Mm -hmm. for yourself really really cool yeah so good job jeff keely uh i hope someday we can sit down and i can pick your brain about this subject but first you know i have to get a little bigger i understand that you don't have time for little people like me but okay us us Us. because you want to sit down with jeff keely and you it's it's our podcast yeah what's your favorite color jeff keely uh blue okay jeff keely we're done goodbye that's what i would say i'd be like we're done Thank you for your favorite color, Mr. Jeff Keighley. Moving on to the next segment. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so top three gaming news. 2K Games announced uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. What do you think of that? Is that a smart move? What do you hope for that? Uh, write in comments down below. It says Creed Valhalla. Are you excited for that? If you're not, you're wrong, and we're no longer friends. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, write your thoughts. Like, are you excited for Valhalla? Do you think it's going to be kind of um, like what she's at a glitchy mess? Write it in the comments down below. What are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Write it down below. And finally, with the Summer Game Fest, are you excited for it? Uh, what do you expect from it? What kind of uh, things we're going to see from Bethesda, especially? That's going to be super awesome. Uh, Writing down in the comments down below. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening to us, just um, tweet at us, I guess. But with all that said and done, let's bring on our guest. Uh, his name is Quentin from The Greatest Show on Dearth, live from the Sweet Bee Studios. Uh, we're really excited to just talk about basement video games. Um, you know, 
just an exciting topic. Yeah. But yeah, we'll explain it when we get there with our next segment, our, our actually our final segment. everybody we are back with our special guest live from the sweepy studios quinn from the greatest show on dirt Hooray! yeah buddy what's so, up guys quinn why don't you introduce to us um who are you uh why did you rob me uh tell us all about you yeah oh i've got a few aliases but we'll leave those to the side now you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah. any of my bad credit gets transferred to the account of creed bratton just like on the office but <laughs> um listen dude so first of all dude thanks so much for having me on the show i've been like so excited about this i feel like i have the same feeling that I had like on Christmas Eve where I'm like, dude, we're going to unpack so much like rad video game stuff. Like I'm in it. Right. But listen, I have, um, so me and you met sort of just like on Twitter, right? I've got a baseball mm-hmm. podcast called the greatest show on dirt where pretty much I just get on and talk about, uh, cool baseball stuff. I try to be funny. My wife tells me I'm not, and she's way funnier <laughs> than me, but, um, that's what I do. And a lot of my talk sometimes will venture over into, uh, like a little bit of a video game talk like yesterday, Dude, I mm-hmm. was tweeting live tweeting. I was playing a uh, World Series Baseball '98 for Sega. That's such mm-hmm. a good game, man. But uh, yeah, dude, that's dude. what I do, man. I have a podcast. Um, I work in marketing to pay the bills, and hey, that's the gist of it, man. Just had a baby, so that's exciting. Yeah, how old is she now? Uh, you said, dude, three months. Yeah, three months. I was I gonna say two months. Wow, it goes by Time fast. Flies. Yeah, dude, right? Yeah, and uh, she's already picking up baseball really well. Uh, I heard you saying. Like you, you want her in the major leagues. You don't want her in softball. Like 100%. if that's what she wants. Listen, but. she's bre- yeah. If she's breaking barriers at this point, I think um, I think she's already going to be a lefty, which is huge because every team needs a lefty that can throw mm-hmm. ninety five. And if I was going to tie her right hand behind her back. Right, her mom was like, <laughs> "You can't do that." We we think DCFS might get called if you tie your right <laughs> yeah. arm behind your daughter's back. Dang. But she she punches things with her left hand. Listen. Do you know one like I'm not huge on like the Marvel DC movies, but right. what's the one with the big guy where he puts like the glove on and it's got like the the stones in it? Thanos. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday she's in like her little playpen, and I kid you not, she balls up her left fist and is staring at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> and she stared at it for like 20 minutes. She's just like. Yes, bunching up her <laughs> fist so tight, and I was like, "Listen, she's either filling up her diaper or she's plotting to take over the world. I don't know which one it is right now." <laughs> Dang, man, that's great. Yeah. So, other than that, um, we're we're currently in a pandemic right now, yeah. and uh, you're a family man. You're still working, uh, and you're a different location than you know some of our guests are. You're down in. Uh, you're down in Charlotte, North Carolina, as we uh, talked about in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No- Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, but how are things over there, man? Like, how are you handling it? Are things going pretty dire down there? Uh, what's it like over there? Listen, things are a little dire because we'll go to the mm. grocery store and buy a month's worth of food, but I'll eat it in a week. And <laughs> <laughs> that, that ends up being a problem. Um, but really it's sort of just like the same thing everywhere else, right? Like I'm lucky enough where I can work from home. My wife is still on maternity leave, Mm. but what's lined up so good with it is like, I only got three weeks off of work 
with the baby. But now yeah. that I get to work from home, like I get to see her and my wife so much mm-hmm. more than what I would have otherwise. So part of me's like, thank God for a plague because now I get to hang out with my daughter at home. Oh, true. Um, yeah. But really like, you know, like stir crazy stuff, you know, but we're making the most of it for sure. Like, like regarding the podcast, you know, I'm able to like watch a lot of like old games, find a lot of like cool old clips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Play a ton of old like Sega and Nintendo video games, which has been huge. Right. But otherwise, like, I think during a plague, like, especially when you have a family, significant other, or whatever it is, it's just sort of like being intentional about putting mm-hmm. the time in to have fun, whether it's like scheduling mm-hmm. a movie night at the house. Like two nights ago, like I took my wife to the upstairs loft, which is a mo- movie viewing area within the house. <laughs> I nice. picked her up, walked her upstairs. Yeah, it was a good time, man. But otherwise, yeah, just eating a ton of food, snacking like crazy. Maybe I've put on 15 pounds. Maybe I'll never Dick. go to the doctor because I don't want to hear the truth, but that's it. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, good. I love uh, your one episode. Oops, I lowered my chair. Um, I-, I remember your one episode. You had a grocery list where it was uh, – you had the Flintstones vitamins, which was a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> that's You need uh, the vodka because so you got to really flush it down. And he also True. said ice cream sandwiches, which is also um, – you know, a really excellent choice in uh, I love ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, yes, but ice you're covered. Cream. You're covered with the uh, with the Flintstones vitamins, so you eat those uh, ice cream sandwiches, and you're still a healthy boy because yeah. you got the Flintstones. You know, a hundred percent. Well, even ice cream sandwiches, like ice cream, that's vitamin D, right? Yeah. And right? that's strong True. bones and muscle. So you've got to figure. If I eat a whole box of ice cream sandwiches in two days, um, I'm 36 now. Osteoporosis is a huge concern. So <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, I'm like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman over here, but I got some ideas, you know? Yeah. Dag. I, I know Liz is agreeing with you. Yeah. Like, yes. More reason to eat ice cream. Listen, ice cream sandwiches are like the unsung hero of the ice cream community. You know, folks are like Ben and Jerry's, this and that. And I'm like, dude, get you a store brand ice cream sandwich and everything's good. Yeah. Dude, right on. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we're here on a video game podcast uh, and we're talking about basement video games basement gaming uh as i like to put it uh the good old days for that mm-hmm. so we like to start our conversations with kind of defining the topic uh what do we mean by basement gaming how old were we what year was it um quinn let's start with you when you think of basement gaming how old were you and what year what, what do you think about now listen so i only actually had one buddy with a basement that we would go play video games in and i'm from southern illinois right so Folks that lived in Southern Illinois, it was pretty rural. So you either lived in town or lived out in the country, right? And I had a buddy, Kyle, who lived out in the country. And during on summer breaks, right, he would come into town to like his grandma's house and she had a basement, right? Mm -hmm. So we would go down there and just like, you know, play every game we could get, right? So, but to answer your question, like when I think of basement gaming, first of all, I love the term because it says everything, right? Like if you're Mm -hmm. down in the basement, it's like basically the best clubhouse for a kid like it's it's like an underground bunker and there are no rules whatsoever like bigfoot pizzas they come to die you know what i mean because one of the coolest things ever (laughs) during like basement video gaming is like let's order a pizza like let's get this now you know what i mean and i remember the bigfoots back in the day like bigfoot and then the Mm -hmm. stuffed crust pizza dude those were where it's at man but i think it's all about like as a kid, you have your own space and you have all of your friends 
in mm-hmm. one space because when you're that young you don't have a car so you just can't like meet your friends at the mall and like all hang out mm-hmm. so somehow like the stars have to align and everyone's parents have to bring their kid to one central location <laughs> and when that happens it's the best feeling in the yeah. world you could do whatever you want dude right now i liked what you said like it, it feels more like a clubhouse than part of a house absolutely yeah, like yeah. Yeah, it's not like your room because it's it's your room, but like you go into the basement and you're going to like an underground club. Mm-hmm. It is, and I dude. love what he said. Bigfoot pieces come to die. I love Absolutely, it. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and like you can do dude, anything right? you want down there. You don't have to have a bedtime. You yeah. don't have to eat vegetables, and you can you can drop a few cuss words if you want to to impress your <laughs> friends because the parents can't hear you. And then your other friends are like, "Oh my gosh, did you hear what he just said?" And it's like, "Yeah, I'm cool," you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Liz, you also did a lot of uh, basement gaming back in your day. What, like, what do you think about yeah. it? So I had a, I had a nicely finished basement because it was meant for someone to live in it uh, in, originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very well finished, and it was it became our playroom. So we had our video games. At one point, we had a big screen TV in there. Ooh. It was amazing. Um, but we, yeah, that was like our playroom. It was where we did everything. It's where we hung out with friends. It's where we lived, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I think of when I hear basement video game. I think of like sitting in my basement playing like the N64 and the GameCube yes. with my sisters or my friends. And um, yeah, I also think of Cheetos dipped in ranch dressing. Cheetos dipped in. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. So it's a sleepover story. Yeah. So when we had our sleepovers, we slept in the basement. Like okay. A sleepover party. I can't remember whether it was at my friend's house that we did this or at my house when we did the first time but we had cheetos and we're like i wonder what this would taste like and i think it was either the um sour the um sour cream and onion dip or whether it was ranch dressing i think it was sour cream and onion dip we dipped it in it and it was so good i imagine that would sound good it's amazing um so that's what i think (laughs) listen i'm smiling so big right now (laughs) because i'm i am a ranch If, if for me to tell you that i'm a ranch fan is yeah. the biggest understatement in the whole entire world. Like I would, yeah. I wish they made twelve ounce cans of ranch that I could just drink because I would absolutely <laughs> do it. That sounds great. But I think French it was sour cream and uh, yeah, I think it was French onion dip or something like that. French or onion sour dip cream was and a good onion one dip. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was one. It was one of those, but it was oh, it was so good. But Dang. also, you had a finished basement, which is awesome. So you didn't yeah. have like the musty smell of mm. like yeah. an old basement. Yeah. Like there may or may not be asbestos down here. Can <laughs> I get a settlement? You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's no. awesome. But it was still like an area where it was like all just for kids. Because like I don't know if oh, you remember, but yes. we had a signal. So it was right below our living room. And my mom really didn't want to come down there to get us. I remember. So typically, she would take her foot and she would stomp on the living room floor three uh, times to get us to come upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or if she was in the kitchen, she'd flicker the lights. But other than that, like my mom really only came down there to do laundry. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, that shoot, was like great. a signal. <laughs> See, my basement wasn't as special. Like, I grew up in a row home in Philly. And yeah, your basement was kind of like, you had a little square, but it wasn't like complete. It wasn't yeah. really meant to live in. It was. <laughs> it was grungy. Like, yeah. I, I had a an old lounge chair with a tiny CRT TV. There was like a couple dead mice in the background. You had the bunker basement. <laughs> I had the bunker basement. Like That's amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> And me and my fr- like my best friend like uh, at the time um yeah, like we we used to go down there and just like have like really good times like uh the best times were with the original Xbox like especially 
Well, we also had the NES down there. We would play Excitebyte with that or the original Mario Brothers. But no, mine was like the dirtiest, grungiest. Yeah. We found like a like, uh, OK, I won't get into much details because it's gross. But like one <laughs> dead mouse in particular, we like we kept like an eye on him and see how much he disintegrated. Ew, you got gross. <laughs> Just That's hilarious. Dude, like when I say basement gaming, I mean like it was like Fight Club. And we didn't talk about it. Once we exit the basement, nothing that went down there goes back up. This is why I I never went in your basement until your mom moved out. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Some of my best video gaming actually happened in the back of an El Camino. Really? Listen to this, right? So my buddy Josh, he was my best friend growing up, and he lived a block over from me. So like every Christmas morning, like I could look out my window and see him, right? There was like Mm -hmm. a direct line. And on the weekends, so he lived with his grandparents, and his grandparents had this big three-car garage, and his grandpa was a big car guy, and they had two El Caminos. So on the weekends, me, my buddy Josh, and my buddy Chris, we would stay the night in the garage, and his grandma would hook up a TV out there, and I think it was for PlayStation, the original Grand Theft Auto, where Mm. it had the above view. Like the like Ghostbusters for Nintendo, right? Mm. Like it was all from above. And I think it was for PlayStation 1. Yeah. And so they would hook it up and we would stay the night in the garage. And <laughs> we would play Grand Theft Auto all night in the back of the El Camino, right? As like our bed. And the three of us would oh, sleep man. in the back of the El Camino. So we would stay up till like 2 a.m. and play Dang. Grand Theft Auto. And then we would sneak out and go vandalize the neighborhood because <laughs> oh we were super God. hopped up on like Mountain <laughs> no, Dew. Geez. It was the best ever. That's Dude, my dream right? car right there. The El Camino's legit. It's like yes. a mullet, basically. You know, it's business because it's a <laughs> yes. car, but it also has the bed in the back. I just love it. It's Dude, a beautiful car. By the way, if I could point out, our guest, uh, Quinn, he is a champion for mustaches. He's a champion for mullets. And more, most importantly, he is a champion for fanny packs. He uh, is oh, 100%. Be, yeah, he's going to bring back fanny packs like into existence. You know, Supreme, no. Get that. He wants... Like the original fanny packs to come the, back. The correct way of wearing it. The correct way, not over your shoulder. Like it's not a fanny pack if it's on your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. That's a shoulder pack. A fanny pack is yeah. just right around the girth of the mm-hmm. stomach. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> listen, I've always I like to carry things in my pocket. So when I was a kid, my mm-hmm. dad worked construction, right? And I would always wear his tool belt and yeah. get all of the knives out of the kitchen drawer, which, <laughs> hey, I was born in 83, man. So, like, you know, there were no car seats back in my day. Like, my mom would let me sit on her lap and drive when I was, like, four, right? Dude, right. And so, like, I've always, like, wanted to just, like, put everything I ever needed into my pocket. You mm-hmm. know, maybe Cheetos and Ranch or whatever it is. And the fanny pack <laughs> solves those problems where you can just carry everything you want. And Dude, it's there. right? Yeah, yeah. like... I, I hate how they got out of existence. The fanny packs are just so useful. They got out of existence because they're not aesthetically pleasing. Well, neither am I, but like I still walk <laughs> around. But dang. <laughs> Bro, that's but awesome. That, but that's odd. Like we're, we're talking about our basement video gaming days and how just like it just creates memories. It's not the, the way I think about basement gaming is not necessarily what games you play down there. It's like the environment around mm-hmm. you. Uh, but like what you even said, it doesn't even have to be a, a basement. It could be in the back of an El Camino, like we just said. Like, yeah. And I think it's, a, it's in the same kind of light where it's just in somebody kooky and crazy that's not in your living room. And it feels like more like a club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't does that make sense? Yeah. I have a question. I don't okay. know if either of you know the answer to it. Why does the N64 have a reset button on it? 
Um, oh, I don't to, know. To because no, because okay, so this is one of my basement mm-hmm. gaming stories. We would be playing it. My little cousin, he's five years younger than me. Yeah. So when I was like 10, he was five years old. We would be sitting there playing the N64, and this little jerk would come and be like, reset button. He would yeah. just press it. And we'd be like, we'd be like, Ryan, don't touch that. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay. And he'd press it because he's a little, he was a very stubborn little child, and he would just <laughs> do whatever he wanted if he knew he would, like, if it would kill you. So he would just constantly press a reset button. I'm sitting here as an adult, and I'm like, why did that thing have a reset button? Well, even the PS2 has a reset button. Why? Uh, to, well, uh, it, it's kind of like a simulation that you just want to reset life sometimes and you can just, you know, like, press it and just pretend. Like, just turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need a reset button. I don't know. Like, write in the comments down below. If you're watching this on Didn't YouTube the, and you the, know, write in the comments down the below. I think GameCube have one, too. Yes, yeah, the GameCube. And he would press that. Yeah. He was a jerk. <laughs> he was just a devil child. Dang. Listen, I just figured it was like a temper button because I had a huge temper any video game that I yeah. ever play. And if you can just pound that reset button, it's like you've just erased it. Like any sports game I will yeah. play, like if I get down by like two or three runs or a couple touchdowns, mm-hmm. like I would just hit that reset button. But then also... I've ripped consoles off the top of TVs and thrown them at walls too. It's really <laughs> bad stuff. Because listen, like my first, when I started playing video games, like I was born in 83. So like my mm-hmm. first memory of playing any video game is on a 13 inch RCA black and white TV with like Ooh. a turn knob with the channels. Mm-hmm. And in and, and those yeah. days, like you would just put the console, the video game console on top of the TV. Right. Mm-hmm. And Adam, what you were just talking about with like, it doesn't have to be in a basement. Like mm-hmm. one of my most memorable times playing a video game is like opening that gold Zelda cartridge and yes. playing it on that black and white TV. And like, I had an older brother, right? So he's the one that really got the Nintendo and he would teach me how to play it. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like one of the fun things about like the, you know, basement gaming is like one, like you have your own space. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you're a kid, you have that own space and it's like playing mm-hmm. that video game is like a challenge, man. Yeah, and man. It wraps you up so much into it. Sort of like, when I think of like the most challenging, fulfilling video games I've ever played or like Zelda for Nintendo. And then mm-hmm. I remember getting, I think it was Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation. And I was like, the, those yes. games were so encompassing. So I feel like part of it is like having your own space. But then mm-hmm. I feel like having that own space just puts you in like a different mindset that's just so fulfilling, even when you're a little kid and don't fully understand it. Yeah, it's just like um, because when you're a kid, you make believe a lot. You mm-hmm. you kind of oh, make yeah. your own environment, and if it's something that's unfamiliar, if it's kind of something dedicated, it could even be like the den in the house, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as long as it's something that's you know outside of the realm of just a regular room, like a living room or, or your bedroom, or even just your bedroom, it's something imaginative, so you can really get immersed into the world. Yeah. Uh, like what, like what you said. Now, when you're talking about Zelda, you're talking about like the original NES Zelda. Am the I right? Original NES, the yeah. original, the one that you need a map to navigate. And anybody, hundred percent, yeah. Anybody that can navigate that game without a map, you're you're straight up lying. Mm-hmm. Stop it! Yeah. Like, because it's like it's it's set up in like a grid pattern. I don't know if you played it, Liz. <laughs> no. Yeah, the whole game is set up in a grid pattern. So you would go up, up. Uh, and left to the right, and you just get totally lost in the world because you you don't see it. Yeah, you're just like going. You're just every- going, and then you're like, wait, where am I? Exactly. No. Uh, later games, you know, did better with it, but uh, but yeah, no, I I like what you're saying. It's just like it it needs to be outside of that realm. 
And since we're talking about games that we played in our basement days, are, are there any specific games or even just game consoles? We kind of talked about game consoles, but mm -hmm. any other specific games that we played during basement gaming days? Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. You were talking about that in this podcast. I was. I loved Ready to Rumble. Mm -hmm. It was like my favorite game to play, and I wasn't bad at it. Yeah. Until you came along. What? <laughs> but I was yeah. able to beat everyone else. Yeah, I um, came along, gamer boyfriend, and then, like, when I beat you in it, you, you told your dad, like... Because I was, like, that was, like, the game that I was really good at in the yeah. house. Like, I was good at Ready to Rumble. I beat almost everyone. Mm -hmm. And you beat me. I was really mad about it. <laughs> um, you were Goliath. I was David. But, yeah, I played Ready to Rumble, and I played... I had Miss Pac-Man. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had... Glover. We did have Glover. Mm-hmm. I really don't remember the premise of that game. I just ran around. Yeah, as um, a glove. Yeah, pretty much. And then with the GameCube, my sisters loved Super Monkey Ball. Yes. I hated that game. Oh. I it might be just because my sisters loved it mm -hmm. and I was horrible at it and I hate it. So I may think feel like that's why I hated it. But my sisters <laughs> loved that. I had Sims for the GameCube. Mm -hmm. um, I have Sims on almost any com console I can have. Sims was awesome. That was great. Dude, are you a Sims player, uh, Quentin? You know, I never did, but my little sister did. So we had it. She mm -hmm. had it for like PC back in the day. And this was mm -hmm. like when we were still running dial-up internet. And, you know, yeah. like you pick up the phone line and you've ruined someone's next six yeah. hours because it's going to take just that long to get on. But my sister was really into it. So I'd watch her play it sometimes. Yeah. Dude, right. My family, mostly me and my mom, my family was really obsessed with Sims. I still nice. am. I still play yeah. it on the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. What else did I have on GameCube that I really liked? Um, oh, we yeah. had Double Dash. Double Dash. Mario. Like, any kind of Mario Kart in the basement. Yes. Oh, man. Like, I still remember as a kid, like, this is part of, like, basement gaming. Like, we were in the den over at a sleepover, and I still remember to this day... Uh, Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 when it was 3D graphics. I oh, remember yeah. looking at that. And as a kid, I was like, man, can graphics get any better than this? <laughs> yeah. Man, and w boy, was I wrong. But like the point was, it just looked amazing. And uh, it just creates a lot of memories and it ruins a lot of friendships. Mario I Kart have, does. I have <laughs> another game that wasn't in my basement, but we were pretty obsessed with was the Backyard Sports Games. Oh, I forgot about those. My little, I loved the baseball one. My little sister and my cousin used to play the soccer one, but like we played like almost all the backyard games. They were so cute. Mm -hmm. I loved those. Yeah. That wasn't my basement. Our computer was in the dining room. So. <laughs> Quentin, what about you? What other games like come to mind when it comes to basement gaming? Listen, the the biggest, I think, most important basement game that ever happened to me Ooh, okay. was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes. <laughs> Listen, that mm -hmm. game came out shortly after Tony Hawk in real life pulled mm -hmm. off the first 900 ever on a half pipe at the X Games, right? That so, was wild. I love it. I remember it happening. Like, all, like The X Games like completely changed, and all of a sudden, he's just on this ramp just mm -hmm. time after time busting his butt trying to hit this 900. Yeah, and, man. And like, I have the vision of it in my head when he hit it. So. Like how it looked, like he sort of leaned back a little bit, but then he held it. And then as a kid, dude. you're at home with your skateboard in your hand, like, whoa. And I can so, do this. Dude. So when Tony Hawk <laughs> came out, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, bro, it was all about getting on mm -hmm. that half pipe and nailing as many 900s and 1080s <laughs> as you could. And it was so fun because I was probably like, I want to say like 14 years old. 
And mm-hmm. it was in my buddy Kyle's basement, right? So he would come into town, and we would play Tony Hawk just for hours on end. And then yeah, we would right. get done with playing Tony Hawk, go outside and build ramps, shoddy ramps with whatever nails and plywood we could find, <laughs> and end up needing stitches before the day's over, flipping over handlebars. I mean, we couldn't build a ramp for crap, so it would work for like a couple hours before it was just shot. And so we would go out, hurt ourselves. Come back in and play Tony Hawk, and that game and that environment in that basement, it was over a summer vacation, and it's like now that I think about it, and Liz, it reminds me sort of what you said when you were like, I still play The Sims to this day, and Mm -hmm. I would imagine replaying that game as well as like, you know, when I think about playing Tony Hawk, Mm -hmm. it's like all of those feelings just come back, and you remember Mm -hmm. like how fun it was what the room looked like, you know, it may have smelled a little funny or been well manicured, you know, it depends on where you were from and how the house was built. But Tony Hawk Pro Skater for me, who was the jam in the basement. Dude, you're going to love the video we're going to release on Saturday. I actually make a full video, like full production essay on why video, uh, why skateboarding video games are going to inevitably come back in the near future. Oh, and I, And there's some good points where like, it's not a thing in the past. Like these skateboarding games are going to come back in the same light, in the same kind of fashion as Tony Hawk games did. Uh, I predict it, and it's going to happen. But oh man, do, do I remember uh, playing Tony Hawk, especially uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two? I played that mostly on the PC, mm-hmm. and I loved, yeah. I loved doing the leap of faith off the school. <laughs> I did that all the time, and I'm just like. It's so good. And playing Spider-Man. You can play as Spider-Man in Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater 2. You can un- yeah, you can unlock him. Skateboard is uh, Spider-Man. That's fun. It's another basement uh, video game. But no, like Tony Hawk is another like really special one. Mm-hmm. Like that plays to my heart. Um, yeah, any other games before we get into our social media comments? I One other game that I think stands out to me the most, and this goes back to like So back to the NES. So in my town, there was a place called Family Video. And it wasn't the chain Family Video. Like, it was a locally owned Family Video. And you would walk into the store. I think, you know what you said about skateboard games coming back? Listen, this sounds Mm -hmm. crazy. But I truly believe, like, the Blockbuster Video experience will come back at some point. I believe it. I hope so. There's so much nostalgia behind it. Like, going to the video store and looking at the back of you know the cassette tapes and then go into like the video game aisle and holding all of these games like the physical part of holding it in your hand Mm -hmm. i think is so fun Um, dude right and it's such an experience sort of like music with like vinyl being like super popular now Mm -hmm. you know so you've got people that listen on spotify but they're also like i have to have vinyl because i just love the way it feels but we would go so i never owned baseball stars as a kid Mm-hmm. Or if I did, I lost it. But I remember going to family video. They had like wood paneled walls. You would walk in and walk up two steps. And every time Damn. I would go, like I would rent whatever game and baseball stars. And that's for the NES. I think one of the best baseball games of all time. Mm-hmm. And that game was just, dude, so many memories. I still play that to this day. Like I've probably played it within the last month. And dude. that game as well, man. That is it for me. So I got... Some social media answers. And surprisingly, the two that we have, one is from Australia and the other one is from Germany. So um, so the first one from Australia is pretty short. He says, uh, not many basements in Australia. Um, it was always the lounge room or bedroom if someone had a TV in their room and obviously PC games in the office. And uh, like we discussed before, you know, 
I, I think we're, I, I know Quentin, especially you were dead on where it's like, it doesn't have to be in the basement. Mm-hmm. It's the feeling about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the lounge room or the bedroom, as long as it's something that's separated from. Yeah. The, the ref, like it's, it's, you, it feels like you're in your own space. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know there's like not too many basements in Australia. I guess like scorpions hang down there or like dingoes. Oh, that should be well, called a dingo, ain't your baby. <laughs> well, I noticed that like looking at houses and stuff in like LA and stuff, they don't have basements. So I think it I has to do of the with the water and the earthquake. Yeah. Like or maybe. the potential of like the damage that a basement would get. Yeah. That's crazy. Or like Ben Simmons coming down there and living no, in a basement. No, just, no. Just read your comments. <laughs> Are there any Australian like baseball players in the MLB? Yes. There is? Wait, who there. is it? So uh there's a he's a closer for the Oakland Athletics. His name's Liam Hendricks. Oh right. Yep, he's Australian. That's I, the only guy I can think of off the top of my head, but yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. I miss baseball. Yeah, and then you got um then you got that pitcher from, you know, Valhalla, um, Thor. What over there? I can't remember his real name though. Noah Syndergaard? <laughs> yeah, Noah Noah Syndergaard. He's like straight from Valhalla. That's oh, it. Really? He just yeah, he no, he, he descended from the heavens and there he is, all Swedish god that he is. You're just <laughs> too much. Read your comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> so um um but uh then we got uh from Germany, Nikki has to say, for me, the PC and console was never in the basement, always in my room, the ground floor. So I can only assume why the basement is so tied to gaming. Maybe it comes from older times when PCs and consoles were still new and not yet uh, established for entertainment as they are now. Good point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many rooms in a household already filled and set up, so they had to go in the basement. Oh, good point. Uh, Maybe free up some space to do something else. Also, kids might be too loud while they're playing. We don't Mm want to be... We don't want to annoy old dad while he's watching sports on his TV. Oh, another good point. Also, hog the TV for that. And finally, she says, um, for me, an example was... Uh, it was never video games that I had to go into the basement for, but Friday night kids movies. My mom would always watched and still does her crime movies, and she watched, uh, and she didn't want to miss those, so they had to go downstairs to watch my movies. Um, yeah, no, good points. Where it's just like I, I guess it's like it really tied into the basement because mm-hmm. you know the adults were watching their sports or they're playing their mm-hmm. own. Sega is where all the kids are in the basement. Just get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a like a man room or a man cave. There you go. But a kid cave. Well, it's Absolutely. a playroom. Yeah, right? It's what, you know, it kind of took where, over where the playroom was. Yeah, true. No. Um, but no, I, I like that idea. And I don't know. Well, like you being in a, you, you being a parent, uh, Quinn, um, that's the other part is that like now that we're in a generation where gaming is more acceptable and it's more of a, an entertainment factor, are we still going to like throw the the kids video games in the basement or are we going to like put them in the living room once we become parents in our generation? Uh, Quinn, as as the um, resident parent on this podcast, what do you think? Oh, I'm a parental expert now. Everyone <laughs> should run now. Stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right on. one of my goals as a parent and like so you hit the nail on the head right so like video games mm-hmm. are definitely like well accepted they're not like this weird thing like in the 80s where parents would stand in line for 10 hours for a 
a mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle game and be like, why am I here and what is this, right? Yeah. My goal as a parent is to do everything with my kid. Like, mm-hmm. when when she gets, like, four or five, like, I always said I was going to turn her into, like, a producer on the podcast. Nice. Where she would, like, come in and just, like, work with me. And I would show her how to, like, mm-hmm. cut video or audio and stuff like that, right? So when it comes to video games, I think it's the same thing. Like, I think put it in the front room. And mm. if I've got the time for it, like, I don't need to watch whatever's on TV. Like, I have my phone and Twitter. And, like, I can follow up on any game I had to. But I yeah. love the idea of mm-hmm. doing every single thing I can with my kid whether that Mm. you know especially with video games you know like if you want to play it in the living room and get me involved in it and explain to me what you're doing like i love that idea Mm -hmm. yeah right on your mom does that yeah your mom still does that as an uh, with you as an adult yeah like when you were playing (laughs) when you were playing red dead we came to visit but you brought red dead with you yeah and you're playing and she was sitting there watching and talking to you about it and she got into it yeah. Even so that she did that when you were younger, like she was very, she wouldn't stand there and watch it, but she would have a conversation with you about it because that's what you were interested in. Yeah, no, like that, that's the thing. My mom was really accepting of, of video games. She didn't want me like slacking off or anything. Yeah. Like my grades went down, like, you know, she would like smack me with the Xbox, but oh, you know, geez. that's a different story. But yeah, no, it's a, it, I like what you said that you want to be with your child. You want yeah, to experience it I love that. where it wasn't like back in the eighties, where it's just kind of like this weird thing that you just like get yeah. it out of my way, you know, go in your own basement, be like a little troll monster <laughs> down there. But it is what it is. But, but uh, I think playing video games, like it builds relationships. So like Liz, when you oh, talk yeah. about like playing the Sims or whatever, all of us having this conversation about games yeah. we used to play. I yeah. think like, Half of that is just thinking about, like, the friends that we were with, right? So when it comes about, like, raising kids now or even playing video games as an adult. Mm Because I think, like, as an adult, um, it's harder to make friends because we all, like, work full time and Mm -hmm. our priorities are different, right? So, like, I'm so pumped that video games are way more accepted and you've got, like, adults and grownups playing video games. Because even as you get older and you, like... You, you transfer from like being a kid and having all these great basement days to being an adult. Like mm-hmm. it's a way that like adults can still do this and like make friends. Like the three yeah. of us Yo, are right? talking right now. And I didn't know you guys a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, right. Um, so I think like that's huge. And I think that's probably what a, why a lot of like basement video gaming, whether it's in a basement or not, is so important to us because we just think about the times we had with other people. Mm-hmm. Yo, right on. I mean, like, uh, since you brought it up, you know, not like knowing each other, like not even a year ago, like I still remember when I when I discovered you on Twitter. No, no. Like, um, yes. When I <laughs> when I found you on Twitter, I was looking at baseball podcasts because I just wanted to like I was in the baseball mood. I, I still am now that baseball is gone. Ugh. Might come back soon. You know, might come back. Um, I want to go to a game. Yeah. But that's the thing is that like um, I, I remember looking at baseball podcasts, you know, like you got the serious guys talking mm-hmm. about baseball. Quinn, you're just a child at heart, but not in a not in a creepy way. But <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. But like I, I remember just not listening to like the greatest show on dirt, and you can just tell that you just want to have fun with life. You you want to experience life, but you want to have fun with it. I I think what really hooked me into your podcast was when like you opened up a baseball podcast by really um putting a call to arms for all men to go get manicures. 
And like, oh uh, yes, it's the best thing ever, <laughs> dude. He went on for like ten minutes. I remember you telling me about that. I was like, you gotta listen to this because he's like, listen, guys. I know it's not manly, but you get mojitos, you get, um, you know, uh, you get like these old drinks, and you just feel relaxed. I mean, I want to go whatever place you went to. Dude, yeah, my so salon, like is yes. barely sanitary. Because <laughs> my wife's like, hey, do you want to go get a Manny and Petty with me? And I'm like what? Like, no. And she's like, just go. And I was like, okay, like, let's go, whatever. Right. So we go on the weekend. I go, right. Mm-hmm. They like, my shoes and socks are off. They put my feet in this warm water, dude. And they're like, do you want a drink? It was like a mimosa. And I look at my wife, I'm like, is it included? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes. So before I know <laughs> it, like I'm drinking like, you know, like some sort of fancy drink. Mm-hmm. And they're like massaging my calves and my feet, and I'm just getting taken care of. And then my manicure, like my fingernails, have never looked so good. You know, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of you know grime under there, pop tarts and stuff like that. And I just, <laughs> I felt I felt great. And I feel like as men, yeah, you know, if we want to get manis and petties and wear fanny packs, like yeah, women. Right? I, listen, I've always I, I say this with the most respect. Women are way smarter than men, and they know how to take <laughs> care of themselves. Especially, and I truly mean that, like, watching yeah. my wife go through everything she does, like, I'm like, wow, you're so impressive because she's just so strong. Mm-hmm. And us men want to be macho, and we're like, we don't need that pampering. Well, pampering is where it's at, man. You're right. <laughs> See, now you can go get a mani-pedi with me, well, and I don't have to go alone. So, Absolutely, you should. <laughs> since we're on the level of convincing, you know, you're convincing me for manicure. Uh, Quinn, can I ask you a favor? Can sure you- thing. Can you please convince my wife that I can and I'm allowed to grow mullets? No. Can you please? Why are mullets so awesome, Quinn? Well, listen, I think they're awesome because it's sort of like basement gaming. There are no rules with a mullet, right? (laughs) And anything can happen with a mullet. So if you've never grown one and that Wisconsin waterfall starts to drape past (laughs) your shoulders, listen, anything could happen. It could be straight and look like a rat tail, which is also a great haircut. But see, here's the thing. He's had a mullet. He's experienced it, so it doesn't matter. But that was in the the eighth grade. I didn't know how to take care of myself. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm more mature now. (laughs) Listen, do you want to know... To, to be honest with you, listen, I work in marketing, right? I think mm-hmm. if you're branding your podcast, I think you always have to have a look. Steve Dude, Jobs right? had the turtleneck, right? Black turtleneck is what you think of Steve Jobs. A yeah, lot of right? professionals have a uniform because it's sort of like their shtick. And you honestly, have a have, and a Adam, hat. if you grow a mullet and Liz, you allow it, your podcast might take off oh, and see? you could be the Brad Pitt of the <laughs> podcast world. You know what I mean? That might get a little weird, but so you have to, Dude. you know, can't I might give be... into that stuff, but hey, you know. Yeah, I might you're be too up. lazy to have a mullet. I am too lazy. That is like thing. you're not a lazy person, but when it comes to grooming your hair, you're like I don't, you don't want to deal with it. So yeah. why would you grow a mullet? Uh, just to spite you, basically. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah, kind of like wrapping up our conversation here. Like uh, Quinn, you were talking about it before uh, the mullet talk, but like uh, the reason why I brought up that you are a child at heart, you take responsibility in life. You still have a full-time job. You still take care of your daughter, but you still want to have fun in life. And I think this whole basement gaming dynamic kind of, you know, disintegrates as you get older because you feel like you have to, Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to be more serious and not play any games. And I feel like the older we get, the I feel like the more we need that basement gaming mentality and we need to share that with our loved ones, not like isolate them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just kind of like, um, you know, redirecting where your basement gaming goes. Uh, yeah. Quentin, what do, you, what do you think about that? Listen, I, that is 
awesome. I'm pretty yeah. sure I wrote an essay maybe like two or three years ago about having like a kid's mentality, right? Mm -hmm. I think as adults, like, you know, we go to high school, we go to college, we learn all these things and have all these rules in front of us. Mm -hmm. And we feel like that we can't create our own like basement gaming as adults and we can't yeah. do this and we can't do that. But if you think about a kid, they're so spontaneous, spur of the moment, super creative and have fun. But yeah, that happens. Like when you become adult, you're like, oh my gosh, now I have all these rules. Like yeah. I'm educated. So I've been influenced by like the outside world about all these things that I think I should be. And as society as a whole, like I'm not trying to get like too dark and deep on this, but like mm -hmm. it's very powerful to like fall in line. Like when you get a job and graduate because everyone else is doing it right. So what you said, I love, because I think it's super important to hold onto that thing because, yeah, um, you know, whether you, um, you know, like you guys are married, right? So when you talk about that mm -hmm. building a relationship around certain things or me having a kid or just making friends out there, you know, being able to have fun and mm -hmm. put yourself out there. And I think like being creative and creating things is one of the best things to do as an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, we have all this social media in front of us. Everybody can record a podcast now and it doesn't take, you don't have to know that much. You could watch a YouTube yeah. video and know how to record a mm -hmm. podcast. And then when it comes to gaming and, you know, creating friendships as you get older, I think it is super important to do what you just said. You know, mm -hmm. make sure you're having fun. Make sure you're doing those things and asking yourself, right? Like, hey, I'm an adult, but that doesn't mean I have to come home and like read emails at seven o'clock. And if, you know, I want to play some video games or have a video gaming podcast mm -hmm. or whatever, like that doesn't mean like I'm some sort of slacker because at the end yeah. of the day, the most important things in life, I think are relationships with other yeah. people. And that's all it really stems to. And if you can preserve that mentality of just having fun, being creative, being spontaneous and just like a big goofball, then you <laughs> can still be like a productive adult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fall in line with just all the boring stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like listening to your podcast, you can definitely tell you're that kind of person where you have a goal in mind, but you also like want to have fun on the journey. You know, mm -hmm. um, Liz, what do you think about that mentality? No, I mean we've we've talked about that on the podcast mm -hmm. before, where it's like as long as you're taking care of your responsibilities, paying your bills, mm -hmm. buying groceries, taking care, like spending time with your family. I think it's fine if you want to play video games and have fun. Play video games with your family. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have fun. Yeah. Just do what makes you happy. Like, I want to spend all my extra money going to, you know, Barnstormers baseball games. Sure. Who cares? Yeah. Everything else is paid. Yeah. No, sure thing. And that's the thing. It's just, like, making sure you take care of, like, the real responsibilities, you know, yeah. before you bounce around like an orangutan. But yeah. that's the thing. It's just, like... That's the thing. I, I think that basement video game mentality shouldn't be just left behind as a kid, yeah. but it should be, uh, you know, involving other people. It should oh, it yeah. shouldn't be just you isolating. But yeah. like like what you said, Quentin, like it's so hard to make friends as an adult, man. Like what about like you own your own house? You own like uh, your own rooms. Like why don't set something up so that you can host like smash tournaments or yeah. something with mm -hmm. like your buddies at work or something like that. Or even like you, you have your Sega set up with, uh, with world series baseball, which, which year? 1994, 98, 98. Yeah. yeah. But like, even like stuff like that, yeah. man. Well, like not right now because we're quarantining. Don't do that. But <laughs> Is what oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. a lot of it too is like communicating with the person that you're with. So like my wife, like 
She's she's into baseball a lot. She doesn't really care to record the podcast with me a lot, but she will and she does enjoy it. And mm-hmm. she's not really into video games at all. So even like if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're like, oh, but like the person I'm with, maybe they're not like fully on board with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that is just communicating it to the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Right. And just be like, hey, like here's sort of what I want to do. And like I want to plan ahead for it. Like we had this podcast planned for maybe two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. And on me and my wife, you know, sort of planned it out together. Like, hey, do you think this is a good time? Let's line everything out. And yeah. so a lot of that, even if you're with a person or like the people in your life aren't sort of accepting of it, like communication at the beginning, Mm -hmm. just being like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Like I do enjoy like setting aside time for it. And then Mm -hmm. what you guys said about like, Hey, as long as you're not, you know, forgetting about your responsibilities, you know, because you want to show respect to the people that are around you and not like ignore them and leave them behind. Like that's huge to like, you know, still, you know, have a life that you feel like you believe in, but at the same time, like not disrespecting or leaving others behind. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Um, I think that's a good way to end it. I don't know if I want to top that, but <laughs> like you hit it uh, right on the yeah. head right there. But that's the thing, man. It's just like enjoy your time with the people that you love the most and communicate yeah. with them. I, I love it. But um so ending off things, uh Quentin, we want to roll out the red carpet like Sean Evans does on Hot Ones. So rolling out the red carpet, uh, where can we follow you? Are you on Twitter, Instagram? How can we find your show? Um, I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys, if anyone's listening to this podcast and they want to watch mm-hmm. some goofy uh, baseball content, so uh, mm-hmm. The Greatest Show on Dirt, that's the name of my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, and the Android Play mm-hmm. Store is what they call it. I need to put the podcast in more places, but those are the five spots it's in now. You got to uh, go Android, on Radio iTunes. Public, man. What's up? Radio, Radio Public. Public. Yeah, you got to go there, man. It's oh, it's a I'll fantastic app. Yeah. Um, I have a Twitter. The Twitter's at Greatest on Dirt. Um, Instagram is Greatest Show on Dirt. And then Facebook is also Greatest on Dirt. And Mm -hmm. pretty much all day on social media channels, I'll just post like fun baseball clips. Mm -hmm. I've been hitting a lot of like fun 80s stuff now, (laughs) which has been super cool because during quarantine, like I'm getting in all of my basement feels, right? Like video games and watching baseball. Yeah, that's where you can listen to it. Um, I've got a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah, and, and I highly recommend you follow him on uh, Instagram, Twitter, because like he says, he puts it up every single day. These like fun little qui- uh, clips, and he puts up memes of baseball. If you're in that like I need to watch baseball mode, definitely check him out. Uh, greatest on dirt, greatest show on dirt is his podcast, like he said. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely look out for the ones where he's talking about uh, manicures and peeing outside with his dog. So that's yeah. a little fun. <laughs> Dude, I knew it, man. Like, oh, I'm not going to go into that. I never pee outside with, with the dog, ever. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to influence you in any sort of bad ways, man. Yeah, no, like, psh, yeah, I would never. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, geez. But listen, thanks. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for having me on. This is this is the first podcast I've ever been a guest on. Really? I, I thought yeah. you were on another. Oh, wow. That, no, that's an I, honor. No, I, I think. No, this is for sure the first one I've ever been a guest on. Otherwise, like, I'll just Dang. always have guests. So thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time. This was absolutely a blast. Dude, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for agreeing and taking time out of your life, man. Absolutely. You're a busy man, man. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll end it there. Again, check out his uh, podcast, The Greatest Show on Dirt. And you can follow us, of course, on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. You can follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. 
And definitely check out the website pretty soon, uh, gamesandgroceries.com. You can still listen to all the podcasts, but we've uh, just brought on a writer to write some more articles for you. Uh, I talked to them. He what? I shouldn't say what he wants to write because what if it? What if he changes his mind? I don't yeah, want to like spoil don't, anything. Don't do anything. Yeah. But uh, so there's going to be more articles coming up on the website. So definitely check that out. And with all that said and done, we thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you have a safe week. Have a good week. Bye.